I'd like to thank Dan for coming on. He's always got great stories from the field. I mean, it goes back to the very first episode and, and still he's coming up with good stories. So thank you for coming on, Dan. It's always great catching up. If you could take time to hit the share button, you know, you can send him a text, an email, or share it on the social medias. Either way, all that sharing has helped out quite a bit. And so keep it up. Thank you so much. If we want another Ghost Pepper five-star review, then uh, by all means, give us five-star review and we'll, uh, we'll get the Ghost Pepper sauce out. Without further ado, going to take care of some business and then we'll get right to it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. It's always great to trade stories with our buddies. We share our success and failures for more than entertainment. A good story helps share knowledge, perspective, and makes a more informed and better trained arborist. On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, Jamie and Andrew are joined by Dan. We trade stories from the field. Dan starts with saving an oak, and we get a little crane heavy. And the champ is dreaming of an indoor master challenge. On saving trees to crane stories and a dream in between. All right, we're back again. Uh, This week... So we're just kind of winging it, going, uh, but before we get too far into it, I'm Andrew. Jamie. And I'm Dan. Yeah, we'll just uh, share some stories from the field. We we got another five-star review, and uh, we'll, we'll just see where it goes. So, uh, Dan, you were saying you had a story from the field. What do you got? Oh, I just, what we were doing today, um, just, just came in when you called. So uh, excited that we finished this job. It was a Gary uh, uh, Oak, I believe, some type of white oak. But I think it's a Gary Oak, and that's not that common up here. Okay, this far north, you know. So it's kind of a big one, backyard, and everybody's worried about it. A nice old lady remind me of like a storybook. The old lady lives in a shoe. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know. You just kind of, I don't know why, but she just kind of reminded me of it. You know, walks with a cane and a you know, really expensive place, but you could tell she's lived there forever because it, she wasn't fancy at all, you know, but you could probably sell off for millions, you know. Yeah, that, but, that's always a little tricky when you get the old lady that you want to take care of, but she's got a giant tree that right? needs to be taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> So it had this crack, there was this oak, and then about uh, 10 feet up, 
uh, it spreads out into a crown, and there's a crack that starts right there, and it goes all the way to the ground. Oh. And both sides. And it's been there forever. You know, it's got wound wood growing around it. And the crack, you know, it's been there forever, but it's a huge crack. And spread out over four yards. Wow. And so everyone's worried about it. And I guess another tree company came, had a look at it, and they were so worried about it that they jumped up in the tree with a chain and a chain binder and chain bind it together. And, for, you know, temporarily, like, we got, we can't walk away from this right now. We got to just put something in it. So they had a chain. When I went to bid it, I was like, what is that? There's like this big chain up there with a chain binder. <laughs> <laughs> Like, good on them to do that, you know, just hop up the do it. Yeah. But, um, that's a good sales ta- tactic, also, though. Oh, we got to take care of this now. I'm putting my chain in it. <laughs> yeah. You got to come back for the chain. I mean, who else are going to hire, right? Yeah. But they didn't hire it. I remember working with this, uh, for the city with you, Andrew. And I don't know if you were there, but there was an ash tree. Yes. That a homeowner put a, like a motorcycle chain and so it's like a bicycle chain but way bigger and they somehow got that wrapped around the union and it was like holding the tree together yeah like they, they would have had to like take the master link off and mm-hmm. like reassemble the chain it was impressive oh wow it's taken out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 30 feet up an ash tree that was had a giant split in the crotch so <laughs> they really risked risked it all for that ash tree yeah I think we just came in and cut it down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we got that done. We, um, she had multiple bids and she said everyone was all over the map. Some people were like, no, you got to cut this down. Other people, oh, we got to trim it. Prices were all over the map. So I was recommended. So she, got me to come and look at it and I said, oh no, we'll just you know, we can save it. We'll put some cables in it and we'll put some through rods, some threaded rods through this crack and do some end weight reduction on this heavy side over here and so she was, you know, she was like, okay you know, you sound like you know what you're doing, everyone else. I couldn't I didn't know, but you seem to know what you're doing, so I'm gonna hire you, so that was kind of a you know, a booster there. So we came in and I put, uh, while one climber, Lacey, our climber, Lacey, she was working, uh, doing the end weight reduction over the neighbor's yard over there. While she was doing that, I put the threaded rod in and it wasn't quite five feet, uh, DBH, uh, not DBH cause it was higher up but five feet across, but it was damn near it. Damn near five feet across. And so that's always fun, you yeah. know, with yeah, the wow. real bit, you know. So, I, you know, I'm on the ladder. I start with a two-foot bit, and then I jump to the four-foot bit, and it wasn't quite enough. So then I finished off with the five-foot bit. Oh. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> but you know, and it's you know, it's just so you got to just go like three inches, yeah, in 
and then pull the whole thing out uh, yeah. to get the wood out, and then go another three inches. You know, it's this long process. Oh, like to get it stuck. And that happened a couple of times where, okay, then I got this big, powerful drill, but it won't go in reverse. It won't go forward. You know, it's like, oh, my God. So <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did it while they were uh, doing that. I got the, I got three uh, threaded rods going through, like, three different angles, three different heights. And so I... So pretty good about that. And then uh, by then it was lunchtime. I mean, just those three took me till lunchtime. And wow. they did all the crown readings. I made a joke like I did this while you guys are just fooling around over here during this. <laughs> 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 but uh, we took lunch and then we hopped up in the tree and put uh, two cables in, two stainless steel cables with... Uh, threaded rod going right through. So we little chunks of threaded rod, you know, going right through with a uh, one of those eye nuts on the end. Yeah. And then uh, stainless steel cable. And uh, put two of those because it was kind of a, you know, it was a, a fanned out, you know, multiple crotches. So took two big ones, put those in, took the chain out, took a couple of dead dead branches, broken branches and stuff. And boom, we're done. It's like four thirty, crazy long day for as little as we did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it just, just takes time, you know? Yeah. I was about to say drilling those big bits. That's a lot of work. Cause so when you got it stuck, did you have to have like a wrench to turn it out a little bit till you, no. you could get it going again? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wiggled and pulled and wiggled and pulled and wiggled and did reverse and forward and wiggled and pulled. And I could see tiny little movements. So finally I've got it busted and got it out. So I didn't have to put a wrench on, but I have had to put a wrench on before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate doing that. Oh yeah. Sounds, yeah. Sounds like a cool job. Did you get any pictures from it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I got some pictures. I got, I got a few pictures of the, my, uh, handiwork. Cool. You should uh, send <laughs> send them our way. I want to see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll send them your way. Yeah. It's just you with a drill bit yeah. stuck into the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Once years ago, probably was oh, eight years, seven, eight. I don't know. But years ago, I I got bit so stuck in the damn tree I couldn't get it out. That bit is still in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start over. That's awesome. Yeah. I you know, I think we got it out, but I've I had one that got so stuck that we had to that we had to leave it there until we could come back for it. You know, and there was one where uh-huh. like, we had to go and get a wrench because I had to it wasn't big bit like that. I don't know if it was you know, five feet or what, but I think it might've even been longer. Cause I remember it was a big cottonwood. We were actually, uh-huh. there's this Oak that leaned over somebody's house and a big, it was a big old Oak, but then there was a giant cottonwood way back in their property, you know, probably a hundred feet away or so. And so we wow. tabled the Oak to the cottonwood. Okay. It, it was the only way they would, uh, let us, you know, they basically other. It was either remove the oak or cable it to the cottonwood, 
Interesting. And so it was just a big fatty cottonwood. And it was to the point where I was standing on the, tr- uh, against the cottonwood trunk and I'd have to like hold, like standing vertical, like the old sixties Batman climb in the, the building. Oh, yeah. And I was like holding the uh, drill above my head and I'd have to push it down <laughs> and it got so stuck. It was like an, you know, I had to go back and take all morning just to hand turn this freaking drill out. Oh my gosh. Like it was a nightmare. I mean, this was years ago and I, I still wake up in a cold sweat sometimes. <laughs> right. So you just want to cry. You're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's that's a good story from the field, and it saved a big, beautiful oak. Yeah, so, yeah, she was super happy at the end. She was, you know, super happy. She's like, "Oh, I'm so glad someone recommended you. They said you were the best." I'm like, "Oh, shut." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> So we, what you guys been up to? Uh, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say our last, uh, our last episode was all about the white oak, you know, the, the old Oregon white oak. And in the research, it says it's natural ranges from Southern California up to British Columbia. That's what I, everywhere I looked, that's what it uh-huh. said the range was, but you're saying that it's pretty uh-huh. rare up where you're at in Seattle. You don't get a bunch of them up there. Yeah, really rare. Okay. Really rare. We get uh we get pin oaks. We got those red red oaks, the pin oaks. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh but the, and I hate those. <laughs> yeah. Know, of course, but. <laughs> yeah, those those ones are funny. It it's a uh I should have said I hate them, but uh, you know, they they are uh they test you, you know. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every little branch is like a 90 degree and super strong and will hang up and you can't pull it out. Yeah. Those trees yeah. will draw blood. Yeah. They are not messing around. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the branch a when you're pruning a pin oak and you get them all like this big nest underneath you and you're trying to st- like stomp it through the rest <laughs> of the canopy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, those those white oaks are one of my favorite trees though. Just they've got just that classic uh-huh. oak shape and you know, it's just beautiful beautiful yeah. structure and yeah, I love those things. And the wood's pretty. Yeah, burns yeah, well, wood's pretty, everything's good about it. Yeah. Yeah. You so, got a story in yeah. Uh well, you know, my, my story from the field isn't really from the field, but, uh, so a couple episodes ago, we put out one about the, uh, the crane removal we did during the holiday farm fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so in, in kind of promoting that episode, we put some pictures out on the social medias on the Instagram and the Facebook. And so part of, you know, part of what I do is I'll go share it on a couple of those Facebook arborist groups, the, you know, like tree work tips and tricks tips and tricks or tree climbing tips and tricks and there's you know international arborist a few different ones that i'll put it on 
And holy camole, <laughs> did people uh, did people have something to say about that one? You know, and so <laughs> it it like what kind of stuff? Like, give me a gist of it. Well, so uh, first first things first, we're talking about a small sample size here uh, of people responding. I think thirty four thousand people saw that post. Which kind of, what? yeah, which is crazy to me, right? It, you know, there's just, these groups have, right. have a that ton like of viral? Artists. I don't know how much you guys go viral, but that seems like a lot. Yeah. I, wow. It, you know, as far as me or the Tree Thinking podcast goes, that's viral. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there where that's nothing. Right. But for me, that's crazy. Right. But, you know, so, yeah. uh, and, you know, a hundred people or so gave it the thumbs up or whatever, you know, so... Really, the the sample size. There's probably five or six people though that came on there and just went hard about mainly about the way I tied into the crane. Yeah, it's interesting because I, when I saw it, I, you know, I've only done a couple crane jobs, and it was something I was shown right off. Like this is how you tie into a crane. So I, when I saw yours, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe that is not right. Because then I saw I did. all the comments too, and I'm like. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's not right. I wonder if yeah. Andrew knows that. Yeah. And so I'll I'll be the first to admit, by no means am I like the crane removal expert guy, right? So I I I'm trying to keep an open mind and learn with everything I do, and this is no exception to that rule. Um but my thought process How was it that you tied in? I did I didn't I didn't notice the picture of you tied in. So one I, I guess I didn't see all the pictures. Yeah, I tied Go in ahead. I tied into the hook. And so that's one thing that people were saying is you got to tie in above the ball on a friction saver, which sounds like a really smart way to do it, right? You had a oh, yeah. a canopy anchor on the hook. You were climbing SRS, yep. single rope, yep. canopy anchored on the hook Yeah, we, on a crane that's not doing any picks at all. It's just there to lift you. The only the purpose was to be a oh, safe so you had like a running ball in on the hook? So, so what, running bowling on the hook? what I did, and I can't remember why I tied it like this, but I tied a clove hitch and then uh, basically I did a bowling with a really big loop and then did a clove hitch because I wanted something that wouldn't turn at all, you know, and a running bowling would have been a way smarter way to do it. I, this is like a year ago, you know, so I can't remember the uh -huh. exact thought process, but I do remember I talked with, there's like four farborists there and a bunch of crane guys. Uh -huh. And we went back and forth on the safest way to tie into this. Oh, interesting. And no one. And uh, yeah. And, and so they talked about, they even ha they had one of the rings that you can tie into above the ball. Yeah. And they're like, we don't need this because from what I understand, and again, I'm, you know, I might be talking to an, into a microphone, but I'm not like the end all say all here. Yeah. The, the, we have a disclaimer for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen to the disclaimer at the beginning of the episodes. Um, <laughs> the, the idea was that you tie into the, you know you tie into double rope on that above the ball on that hook that way you can set your you can go down set your pick and then un, you know detach from the crane while you lift the pick away and then bring the ball back tie back into the crane it can move you to where you want or whatever yeah and, and for you know yeah, and and so for me, I'm uh, I'm just going to be tied into that crane, 
there's no picks on that crane. We had another crane to do all the picks. So, you know, the idea is basically your canopy anchoring into the, uh, the hook. into the hook. Yeah. And the other thing yeah. about it is that hook was, he put that on. That's his, his life safety gear. He actually showed up with a man basket that you can like stand in and work in that, you know, uh-huh. like on a construction site, they'd lift you up and put you on the top of the building and stuff with. But I was like, I don't, uh-huh. I, I'd rather not be in the basket. If things go sideways, I'd rather be able to be tied in and have at least some control of my own descent and whatnot. And it goes even further. Cause like this big, massive cut I was doing, I was actually standing on the edge of this, uh, like five story building. So I was, uh, yeah. So they, they like positioned the crane I was tied into far enough away. So if the, and if the top started shifting, I could actually just jump off the building and it would swing me, uh, away from the Uh whole thing, you know? So the, which sounds crazy, but again, we talked about it a lot and there was other trees around. I was on a ledge, so I couldn't really jump back and very, I'd have had to jump down off of something to get out of there and with being tied in that'd be really crazy to try to jump and run on the roof while being tied mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. so we decided the safest thing is if things went crazy i could kind of run along the top and then jump off and swing out of the way um uh-huh. and so you know that's why i tied in the yeah. way i did that would have been a cool shot that yeah. would have been yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been really cool yeah, yeah. i uh yeah. <laughs> so that was all the criticism. So all the criticism was just how you tied into the hook. Yeah. Yeah. But people were like, so, I don't come to this so, web page yeah. to see people die. Yeah. You know, there's like yeah. comments like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, that seems yeah. a little harsh, yeah. man. Yeah. Just because you tied into the hook. People used to tie into the hook, you know? Yeah. I mean, not. And mate, and it's interesting because I'm a little old school that way. And like, I think about what's going to be safe, you know? And so I wasn't thinking uh-huh. about like, Oh, how are you supposed to do it? I was, I was thinking, all right, okay. I was kind of building it in my head. I was like, okay, well, I know that the hook was going to be the life safety for the man basket. They, they, the crane operator right. said he was fine. So long as we're not uh, using that for picks that I could tie into it. I'm just canopy and anchor right. onto the hook. You know, obviously, you know, you lock the hook closed and put a bolt through it. So there's no way you can slide off the end of the hook and, you know, do all the, that type of stuff. So in my mind, right. it's like I'm hooking right. life safety to life yeah. safety. You yeah. Know, but yeah, well, but, five people got to get their stick out of their butt. Or yeah. <laughs> well, but is it a rule, Andrew? Cause I remember we talked the other night and we were talking about it and you said you looked up and kind of like, cleared things up yeah right? so i wish i had the anzi book with me right now because i looked in in anzi uh z133 it says you can tie into the hook you know and there's people that's like this is a hundred it's a hundred percent illegal to have the hook lift you but i'm pretty sure that if if you're uh, you know if it's if the alternative is climbing a tree that's been compromised you know i think if you can what? if you can climb a tree and it's safe then you know that's probably the better way to do it. I mean, I, to be honest, I, well, think, I think, yeah, I, I think when they say tie into the hook, they don't mean literally tying into the hook, you know, it's, 
you're, they mean tying into that area. You're, you know, you don't really, you don't usually tie into the hook itself. You tie into above the hook. Yeah. But they still call that tying into the hook. Okay. Well, it, you know what I mean? And in ANSI, it says tying in above the ball or into the hook. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. You know what? One sec. I think yeah. I have a copy inside the house, and I'm going to look it up right now. So <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, because I want to get this right. <laughs> yeah, you got a crane, right, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. Small crane. Nothing like what you guys are using out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I first... You guys are using something huge. <laughs> yeah. I actually wasn't on that job. I, I was working with Andrew at the time, but I was out of town when all that stuff went down. Uh, so I, I had to watch from afar. <laughs> Missed all the action. Yeah. Are you getting ready for uh, Naom? No, I am excited about it, but I haven't actually started getting ready. Well, I take that back. I bought a new rope. Okay. So I do have a new rope. Yeah. I got, I got a new prospect. Okay, I got a new rope. I got a new prospect. So I've got a little, little prepared for it. But you know what's funny is, uh, it must be on my my mind this competition, even though it's I'm taking it as a, a mellow, climb with friends, have a good time type of competition. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've competed and it's in my brain because I've now had three dreams that involve master's challenges <laughs> and all three of them were crazy. Yeah. The latest one was the craziest. I was, it was the master's challenge and I was, it was being done in the living room. So I was in this, <laughs> I was in this guy's living room. And I'm trying to traverse across the living room and stuff. And I like almost knock over the stereo equipment. I have to have someone help me push the stereo equipment back up before the stereo equipment falls down. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's definitely in my mind. That's hilarious. <laughs> Drop a speaker, your Discord. <laughs> yeah. Right, I was a big TV screen that was falling over, and I was like, "Oh!" And then, you, and then they're you. like, "Do you want to do?" Right, exactly, because I had to have someone help me push the stereo system back. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "You're like, we want to just come down now," and I was like, "Okay, I'll come down." <laughs> no. And they handed me this, this third place, uh, this third place plaque that they had made out of a plate and they had, you know, decorated the plate and wrote third place on the plate and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. All right. So I've, it. I've got it right here. All right. It's and uh, Andrew's back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. We got uh, section 5.7.11. A qualified arborist may be hoisted into position utilizing a crane if he or she is tied in with an arborist climbing line and an arborist saddle and secured to an anchor point on or above the crane hook or to the crane ball. Interesting. Yep. The, huh. following, proce huh. the following procedure shall be followed 
when a qualified arborist is to be hoisted by a crane and then it has a bunch of sub stuff to it but i mean that that mm. seems pretty clear to me yeah 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 seems pretty uh if you're a qualified arborist whatever that is yeah. you will uh secure yourself professionally to that area there, yeah yeah and uh I, I like to think of myself as a qualified arborist. So. <laughs> yeah, you definitely yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, you know, but the, so the thing about it is I post these, you know, post them on Facebook, share them onto these sites and then just like put my phone down and don't even think about it, you know, cause I, I try to not get too caught up in like checking the social medias all the time and whatnot. So I just post them and go on about my business. A few hours later, uh-huh. you know, I've had a couple beers and hanging out. I think it was Saturday night. And, you know, I just get on there and look and it's like, oh man, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of replies. And so I get on there and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, I'm a couple beers down. So my first thought is like, motherfucker, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's we all, hey, tree guys got egos. You know, you can say that right? you don't, but it, but we all, we all got them because we all do the super cool stuff. And that stuff is what builds egos. When you do a job where like the person that's paying you thousands of dollars to do the job is coming out and was like, that's the most amazing thing uh, I've ever seen. Yeah, it eventually is. starts, you know, leaking into your subconscious a little bit. You know, right. <laughs> that being said, so then someone, you know, someone nitpicks you and, you that someone you know couldn't even get up in the tree you're like come on yeah you know? yeah yeah it hurts <laughs> it, well yeah and you know like it starts rising up you're just like oh but i you know again i try not to like post and do a lot of interactions on social media because as as that idiot that could be on social media commenting, I realize it's a bunch of idiots on social media commenting you know it, and so uh I kind of, you know, I think I put something on there just like, hey, you know, the you, maybe you didn't notice the crane I was tied into wasn't being used to, for picks, and that's why I was able to tie in that way or, you know, something to that effect. And right. and people, right. and that was, in some ways, that was a mistake because people were like, oh, he's he's responding, he's interacting. And so Ooh. it was just like, that's 100% illegal. And, you know, there's people on there like, I'm from Philadelphia and, or from uh, Pennsylvania and I'm pretty sure that's where that crew is and that's illegal. And it's like, Nope, man, I'm in Oregon, you know? And it's just like these little things, but I was able to kind of keep it calm and and just like, you know what? I'm going to put it down. I'll look at it again later. And in the morning I looked at it again and it was, uh, like a totally different perspective. And I, I can't remember exactly what I put on there, but it was something to the effect of like, Hey, thanks for looking out guys. I'm always trying to learn. So, uh, right. much appreciated. I'll look into these rules and you know, we're all trying to get better type of a thing, yeah. you know, cause that, that's right. really what it boils down to when I'm not a couple beers deep and sure. letting my ego get the best of me. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it and after I posted that, some of those guys that were going hard, like came back and were like, sorry for going, sorry for being a dick, man. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help, you know? And so I realized, you know, there, 
it went out to 30 some thousand people i think what it is is there's a, a right. disconnect right they just see a picture they don't see you but once you comment like hey you know they're like oh that's a person like hey, yeah man i'm sorry that i was like that you know yeah well and you know people people have different ways of trying to help yeah you know some people yell at you when they're trying to tell you how to do something not because they're trying to be dicks but because that's how they were taught right you know so that's what how they're trying to teach you know and yeah. And there was, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. I'm horrible with names, but uh, Eric something or another. He, he, you know, on there, I think someone else was like, that's the man for crane training. And, you know, it, it looked like he does a lot of crane training. And he actually was like, hey man, you know, what you're doing looks great. Keep up the good work. You know, the only thing I could see is maybe put a cambium saver on there. And looking back on it, be like, you know what? That's really smart. Because uh, rope on steel can be a little rough, and that's—I think—that's why we put a, cl uh, a clove hitch or something so that it couldn't just be rubbing back and forth as we were moving. But an even better uh -huh. way to do that is put a cambium saver on there. Yeah. You know, so we're gonna lose their minds. You talking about climbing on a clove hitch? <laughs> well, okay, there it was a bowling. Yeah, yeah. And within the loop, there was a clove hitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and so I think that was my takeaway was, you know, yeah, I'm sure some of those people that were just like, I don't come on here to watch people die. You know, that guy's just trolling. That guy's just trying to pour a little gas on right. fire, you know. Yeah, but, right. You probably had a few beers too, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And in the end, we're all a bunch of tree guys just trying to, you know, make right. make the industry better right. and share stories. And, and the other reality of it, it was a kick-ass removal, and I had a bunch of fun. And despite the drama that went on behind the scenes, it fucking went on, yeah. you know, went off without a hitch. And all's well that ends well. So you know, yeah. uh, but shout out yeah. to all those people that were coming hard at me and trying to uh, teach me something new because, uh, yeah, it, it, it was kind of fun. It made you crack open the the ANSI and actually read the rules it, and figure it out. That's it did. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It actually, yeah, it 100% did. It, uh, you know, and so if that, if nothing else, that helped make me a little better right there. <laughs> right. And Sweet. probably not just you. you know, there's other people too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was something else I was going to say about it, but. Yeah, I can't remember now. If it's that important, it'll come up and come out. But, I have a pretty cool way that I attach that I like. Yeah. What, what? I, uh, so I've got a little crane, but, uh, we, uh, we attach the climber all the time to the, uh, to the hook. So, uh, putting the climber up in the tree, maybe uh, he'll attach the slings on and stuff, and then he'll rappel down and then he'll take his rope off and then he'll make it yeah and we so we have i've got my hook and then above the hook is a round ball like a weight big weight that's a round ball because i have a small hook i don't have that huge hook that's hard to move in the tree i have like uh i have as small a hook as i can but uh and so i have to have a weight and so it's a round ball above the hook so the cable will come down and above that, I have a great big uh, um, shackle. Uh, is it a shackle? 
uh, called where you screw where you screw it in. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a clevis, um, like a horseshoe with a uh, yeah a be- uh, bolt that goes through it. Yeah, yeah. Is that a shackle or a clevis? <laughs> I've uh, always called it a shackle, but again, Corey would yeah. know. I'm the oh, idiot goodness, that tied yeah. into a crane with a clove hitch, so don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a sh- so it's a shackle, and then uh, it's a and it's a huge one, like an industrial, where they stamp the the tonnage on that it's uh, working load is on it. Yeah, and then uh, on that shackle, I have two uh, industrial swivels. And I don't really use the swivels, of course, because there's two of them, but it's just a, a, a double ring. So, so two of those that go through that pin. Okay. And then that pin is wired, that pin is wired shut and that just sits on the ball. And then the two shackles are on that pin. So then the climber puts his, or not two shackles, two swivels. And the climber puts his line through both swivels. Okay. I mean, they're both industrial, so you could just put through one. But I, there's enough room for two, so I put two on there. So you have kind of a backup, and it kind of makes it, instead of a tight bend, it spreads the bend out more for your rope to go through. Yeah. And then, so the climber just puts his rope through both of those, and, and that just stays on there. I don't have to take it on and off. It's just on there. It's really nice. That's cool. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it kind of sits to the side of the ball, so the rope kind of hangs to the side of the hook, which is, you know, kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that, that seems pretty legit. There, I was, you know, when all this went down, I, you know, my first thing is like, all right, I, you know, there's a blind spot. I'm going to educate myself. So I started looking at different cambium savers, and there's some pretty cool ways that people do it. But, I mean, that sounds sounds good to me. You know, I've as good as any. Just wrapped a friction saver around above the ball. Yeah. Like around the cable. Uh-huh. Yep. That, that's they have, mostly they what have I saw. That, Yeah, they have those ones made for the cable, like the super heavy-duty ones. Yeah. Yep. I think it's got two ropes and a sleeve over them or something like that. And, yeah. and I thought about those, but mine just works so good that I'm just like, oh, this is just so bomber. You know, it's, yeah, it's that, all in it's all tonnage stuff and, you know. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, so those shackles, I remember uh, a crane removal I was doing a long time ago. When it was one of my, it was probably like my second or third crane removal, it was probably like right around 2000. And I pulled the screw out. We were like, we were taking these big furs out and we were just taking uh, sections to put on logging trucks. And, and, uh, I've pulled the little screw out and just fumbled it and dropped it. And I was, you know, up 120 feet up in this fur and that thing came down and hit so hard. And, you know, luckily everybody was okay. Like I was like, Oh shit, you know, getting shit from the crane guys and everybody, you know? So I, uh, nobody could find the, the screw when it was on the, you know, down on the ground. And so they sent up some more rigging and they finished the removals and they're like, Hey man, that, you know, it's a big old pin. So they're like, that's a $90 pin, dude. So you guys either have to replace it or find it, you know? And Hey, I understand if I lost it, but so I'm looking around all around at the base of this tree and it's all bark mulch on the ground. And I like, we had had probably three or four people look over this whole area and nobody could find it. And I see a spot in the bark mulch where it was cratered down. And I was like, well, that looks like where it hit. So I just start digging 
and I probably dug down like six inches <laughs> and it was buried in the ground, like, you know, significantly far down to the point where like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if that, wow. Yeah. That is a freaking torpedo coming out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That so. was embedded right in someone's head. Oh wow. my goodness. That, yeah. Yeah. No. But- it must have landed straight. Yeah, it must have landed straight down and wow. Yeah, just freaking like a spear, you know. Oh, oh wow. man. Yeah. So I've been fucking up doing crane shit for a long time. So <laughs> let me have it. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so that's that's my story from the field. Nice. Yeah, the uh ah. Facebook drama behind you know, about the crane tie off. Oh. Well, shoot, while we're talking about cranes, I can tell you a time when I almost died working with a crane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with cranes, when it goes south, it can go way south if you don't watch out. Yeah. So you want to hear my story from the field? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so this is uh, back on the big island. Uh, back in the 80s. And uh, so we're doing a, uh, working for my dad. We're doing a, I'm sorry, can you hear the dog barking in the background here? Oh, yeah, it's no. fine. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Okay. We're dog friendly. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the dogs are uh, having fun. I'm in the backyard. So, uh, so it's like a, um, blue gum eucalyptus and about 160 foot and um, kind of kind of wolfy you know because it was let to grow um, by itself you know so they get these big arms on them and those blue gums I don't know if you've done any blue gums but no. they're no joke they're like they're like serious business, and this was old school back in the eighties. You know where you're like tree strand manila, natural cross, natural cross negative reading stuff. Yeah. And um, so we go out there, and it's like over wires. It's like a big, big removal, and oh, and it was also. Like today, I got promoted to lead badass climbers too. Oh, um, not well, today, but then that what that adds a little pressure. Also, if you're uh, if you're all of a sudden right? being promoted, you feel like you got to prove yourself when yeah. you're young and up and coming, and you got that new promotion. Well, well promotion. It was a promotion after kind of thing. Oh, it was okay, like yeah, no yeah. ceremony, no ceremony. Nothing was really said, but like it happened. You know? Yeah. Because, like, when we show up and the lead climber, the lead badass climber, who always likes to say that he's the lead badass climber, he went up and he got up about halfway. And I think there's some wind involved or something. And he just, like, stopped and just, like, hanging out. And, like, five minutes. And, and like, so, like, finally the foreman was like, hey, you want to come down? And he, like, come down. And the foreman, like, looked at me like, hey, you up for this? I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I went and got my big boy pants on and came back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I don't know what his deal was. I don't know, maybe he drank too much the night before or, you know, smoked some weed on the way to the job side or something, but something, you know, it could have been anything with him. So anyway, back to the story. So we're working the tree and we have a crane. My dad had a crane, but it only reached the 80 feet. So I'm working the bottom branches and stuff, and then I come down for lunch, and then he, uh, you know, takes me back up with the crane, probably hung right from the hook, you know. I don't know, but I'm sure we hung right from the hook. This is an um, Takes me back up, and so I'm right next to the top of the crane when I get on the trunk, and I put mine in. And unhook from the crane and immediately go to the other side of the tree because it was actually my dad running the crane. And it's my dad's crane, but it's not, my dad's not like the crane operator. You know, he kind of likes to, he likes to show up on the job, play with his toys for a little bit and then take off. So, um, I was like, if he hits the wrong lever, I'm screwed. You know, I got all this metal right over my head. So I immediately go to the other side of the tree. And sure enough, someone, I think someone came up and asked him a question, which like a huge no-no. You never ask a crane operator a question. Operator question. If he hits the wrong lever, you know, boom, goes right down the trunk with a, with a just, Smash the crap out of me, you know. He oh would have had to come goodness. up the <laughs> Yeah, that was like the crap out of me. You know, the cranes make a huge noise and oh. right down the throat. Wow. <laughs> and what can I do? You know, it's yeah. my dad. I was like scared to death of him. You know, I couldn't even <laughs> give him the double bird from eighty feet away. You know. <laughs> yeah, holy smoke! You know that's interesting. It's, 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 it's kind of crazy how you get those intuitions and you know, this is why it's so uh-huh. important to listen to him. You just had that feeling of like, ah, I probably should get out from under there. And like, how many times have you, yeah. have you worked with, I mean, you trusted him to just lift you up into the tree. So obviously you trust him, but that just right. shows when you get that feeling, listen to it. Even, yeah. even if 10, you know, even if like 10 out of 11 times it's wrong, that one time might be, you know, they might drop the crane shit on you. Right. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, protect yourself. Yeah. 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 So I just start jugging up, finish the tree, you know, get yeah. back to work. Yeah. But, yeah. Man. Man. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it was nothing that bad, but I remember I was doing a removal. It was a big crane removal. Uh, and I think I talked about it, the big butternut removal. Yeah. We, I think on the storm work episode. And we were taking these giant chunks. And we worked until like one in the morning. It was it was this huge ordeal. And on one of them, the crane operator had pulled it too tight. And there's these big pieces. And so I, when I cut through it, it like sprung, lifted Whoa. it up. And it uh, sprung up yeah. and then just dropped in front of me. 
and just bam, bam, oh, yeah. bam, like three or four times, just like like a hydraulic press, just boom, 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 like you know, a foot away from me. And I that was one of those moments where I'm just like, uh, like just leaning as far back as I possibly could in my, you know, in my harness, and just like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah, those we're mo- so fragile compared to that, you know. It's yeah. I I can't remember who. You know? Rob used to say it all the time, and I think it was like in a first aid class that we took, or in some training we took. But it it was like think of yourself as a grape. Yeah, when you're in the tree world, because the forces exactly. are so you know? impressive that we're just like this little skin with this like mushy stuff underneath. Yeah, you know, and it just as yeah, as easily exactly. as you can smash a grape, yeah. a tree can smash you. You know, it, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, wood is hard. Yeah. We're soft. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Jamie. You got any uh, stories from the field? No train stories that i could think of like anything on topic probably yeah. nothing as exciting i did do a really cool tree i I pruned was it last week or the week before it was a tulip poplar which are the lar- the tallest broadleaf in north america i'm pretty sure i think I i've think, heard that i think there's one that's like a i did not know that 191 foot tulip poplar somewhere I think it's out east, like wow. New Jersey or something. Yeah. but I, So I've never seen one that big. They get big here, but, you know, never that big. And I go to prune this tree, and my boss tells me, he's like, it's a big-ass tulip poplar. You're going to have fun. So I get in the backyard, and this thing is massive. I wish I would have taken a D-tape out, um, but had to be. I bet If I laid down at the base, you know, I'm six feet tall. It, it was, yeah. At least as long as me, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm just making a couple end weight cuts, so it was awesome. You know, four different limbs out on this tree, so I got to swing around and get to all these limbs. One was at the way top of the canopy. Um, So I had a 200-foot rope, got to my final tie-in, and used up all of that, and there was still tree ahead of me. So we, we estimated this thing was 110 feet tall, you know, roughly, maybe a little more. Which for a broadleaf here, that's that's so impressive. Oh yeah, it was so yeah. cool, like looking at the tops of fir trees around me in this big, big tulip poplar. Yeah, awesome tree. But yeah, the hardest cut was wow. way at the top, doing a reduction one. I was able to get out in this weird spot and zip line it out of the canopy. It's it just a good time. Those trees, yeah. those trees are some of my favorite. They there's a couple really big ones around town. I think the tall the tallest broadleaf tree I've climbed is probably a tulip poplar that's yeah. over it's over uh just i guess it's just south of uh harlow if you're in eugene <laughs> you know that but uh there's those neighborhoods there and there's one that just randomly has this massive poplar tree in it and we used to get the deadwood out in it and i, I remember climbing it when all the flowers were Oh, awesome. Out, and it was just like, what is even going on right now? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in this giant broadleaf tree that's taller than all the conifers around me, and there's flowers all over it. Yeah. You know, this is like from a, you know, like, you know so, <laughs> from a movie or something. Kind of an interesting part to the job is that the homeowner hired us to do the end weight reduction cuts, but wanted someone else to do the canopy clean. 
So I, I was huh. trying my hardest not to touch any dead wood, like making sure, because tulip poplar is really fragile. If your rope hits some dead wood, it's going to fall out of the tree. Yeah. So I'm like really trying not to touch any of it. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And apparently they had already yeah, done Yeah, I never it. heard of that. Apparently they had already done the canopy clean because there were some fresh cuts lower on, but there was like big dead wood, big hangers way up high in the canopy. So I don't, I don't know what was going on. It's kind of a funny. I wonder if they hired him to clean the canopy out and then they didn't get those extended branches. And so they called them up like, Hey, you miss some. And they were like, no, we're just cleaning the deadwood. We're not getting those out. Yeah. You know, we're just, you know, 40 feet up, right <laughs> yeah. up against the trunk. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but there are those guys out there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I wondered if maybe it was a price thing, you know, like, you know, we, our work orders, our line items, like canopy clean this much and weight reduction, this much kind of thing, you know, and maybe someone gave them a lower. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that that could happen. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? It, yeah. I, I just thought it was funny to like try not to touch dead wood while I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we touch it, we're going to have to clean it up and that's just more work for us. <laughs> that was a really cool tree. Yeah. And then today we did kind of a cool project where the clients were just super stoked and they were very nice, but we did a, a small fur removal to give priority to a white oak that was getting totally shaded out by it and just growing like out over the street. Yeah. So we removed this fur and we talked them into carving a habitat snag. And when we got there, the, the, my boss had given them that option, but they didn't know what it was about. So I got to like go and explain to them like habitat snags. Well, me and Becca and then our coworker, Mark. Yeah. And we talk about habitat snags all the time. So it's like you light up, you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, we showed them. So I removed the fur and we start carving it up. I, you know, do my thing. And then we have the bids good. We got some other work, but I was going to come down and do some other work. So I had Becca go up and put some things on the snag as well. And then our other coworker went up and put some things on the snag as well. So it was like a, a collab and it turned out really cool. And then, and then the, yeah, we brought the clients out and they were so stoked. A little wildlife snag collab. Yeah. I love it. And right after, you know, we got done carving it, people were walking through the neighborhood and one lady stopped. She's like, wow, did that tree break right there? It's yeah. like, that's what we're going for. No, yeah. actually cut it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was a cool job. That's like the ultimate in respect for your wildlife snag. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about a project I got coming up with. Speaking of wildlife snags, we got uh, we got a uh, project that's supposed to last almost a month. Oh, but wow. we'll see. Yeah, wow. and uh, it. My wife has been working on it. You know, she's consulting arborist and she's been working on this project for uh, a year or more kind of thing off and on where there uh, there's lots of different people involved and, and so but one of the people involved are bird people they're uh, concerned about birds and so and then the other people involved are the condominium owners you know and they want this trees worked on and then the bird people you know don't want the trees worked on basically yeah but uh 
so there's all this stuff my wife has been doing, you know, you know, trying to negotiate between all these different parties. And so we, uh, we got the job and, um, so part of the trees are going to be reduced in size so that they have a view. And, um, but they're for bird people and they want natural habitat. So we get to make uh, snacks. Oh, and cool. so I'm like, oh, this will be so cool because, you know, we can like perfect our art in these wildlife snacks while we're doing it. You know, we can do all kinds of birdhouses and, you know, take pictures and do all kinds of stuff. So I'm excited about that coming up just for that reason that we can we can do all these different wildlife and like the bird people, you know, we got to appease the bird people. They'll be like, Whoa, this is great. You know, you made it better even. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be a fun project. I got a wildlife snag tip from our buddy, Scott Altenhoff. The other day we were talking about him and he was saying certain birds will like to excavate their hole. So if there's a hole already made for them, they might just move on from that. So if you like, bore a hole into a tree get some stuff from the ground like moss lichen loam like whatever is laying around and just pack that hole again and then he knew this you know specific birds that would come along and do it yeah but some of those wow. birds would be stoked to be like oh i get to do some work and like dig out this home for myself right yeah, yeah. there's so, uh-huh. yeah there's so much to it That'd be it. that's interesting yeah i'm gonna research it i'm gonna get ready for this project and i'm gonna get uh you know, different hole sizes for the different birds yeah. for their nests and, and tips like that would be great. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of do it up. Oh, you know who would, the, the yeah. person to talk to would be uh, David Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He yeah. he was on a, uh, a little while ago, and he's, he's a, a bird expert. He, like, climbs trees down in South America uh, or Central America, I think, Uh studying all these birds and i think he lives in boise right yeah yeah it's canopy watch if you ever want yeah to look canopy it. watch this yeah, is yeah, organization. yeah yeah oh yeah and, i listened to that episode yeah 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 and, and yeah if yeah if you're listening to this uh check out canopy watch because this is they are an awesome organization doing doing good and uh moving science forward doing cool stuff cool yeah right on well uh oh man (laughs) jamie's getting ready he's he's getting ready for the ghost pepper five-star review i think so we whenever we get uh five-star reviews we like to read them on the podcast yeah i think we're uh just got just wrapping up uh stories from the field and uh whenever we get five-star reviews we want to uh Shout shout him out on uh on the podcast, so we figured we would do that with the uh a different way. We're gonna do Dave's gourmet ghost pepper hot sauce, <laughs> and Jamie is going to take a ghost uh, chip, put some of the ghost pepper hot sauce on it. We couldn't find the ghost pepper actually. Put a lot on there. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll uh, put a bunch on there. I won't be shy. Yeah. We got a video of it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're gonna get on Instagram. All right, here. Okay, yeah. you have the five star review pulled up. Uh, you know what? Here, let me no, try I'll to figure this. this out. Well, 
All right, Dan, I'm sorry if I hang up on you. I'm trying to pull up a, a thing on my phone and talk, and I'm not very technological. All right, Andrew, you got to tell me if this is a good yeah, enough yeah. amount. Oh, I my do. God. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, turns out that bottle pours pretty fast. <laughs> I don't know if I can see that. Yeah, that is here. A, Sure. That is a bowl of hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Jamie, this is not going to go okay, well. well. All right, here, let me. I got to get on here somehow. and I Go ahead and say, uh, send in your, your five-star reviews, and I'll, I'll keep doing this. So here we go. All right, and, and here you are. All right, how how you doing? Is it kicking in right off the bat? Kind of tell me what tell me what's going on. Not so bad yet. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's starting so, it's, now. It's starting. Oh, the face is turning red. I'll have to yeah. be the play by play for the people that aren't watching live. Yeah, <laughs> the face is starting to turn a little red. Okay, gonna have to have a little drink of beer to to help cool it. What? How you doing? I'm okay so far. Okay, so yeah. Have you had ghost peppers before? Yeah. How is this compared to the last time you had ghost peppers? Oh, it's getting there. It's getting there. I mean, yeah. that was that was a little <laughs> bowl of ghost pepper hot sauce. Woo! Okay. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to read this, yeah, or do yeah. you, do you need to let it set in a little bit? Oh, can you read that? Is the question? Oh no. All right. Okay, we got a five star review. <laughs> oh no. Oh, a five star review. Um. It says, come for the trees, stay for the <clears throat> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> what can I say? It's rad, man. Having been raised on a tumbleweed farm myself, it is refreshing to see some representation of my people on a pod. Holy smokes, man. hurts. <laughs> you got this. You got it. No disrespect to Corey. But pack talk bold is better than you think, man. <laughs> no, you can disrespect Corey. No more sinking headsets every morning. But I digress. I better go finish work. I'm a contract saw fuel and oil technician. It's a very important job. <laughs> but I don't have to tell you folks. You know. Thank you so much for that review. <laughs> Holy smokes. Who was I'm it? Dying. I don't know. It, up in the corner, if you can still see. Oh, from uh, Bibly Shank, <laughs> sent September fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Thank you so much. Thank oh. you, buddy. All right. Yeah, J Jamie. Just it's. It looks like it's kicking in right now. Oh, uh, my eyes are watering. So. Oh yeah. Oh. People are watching this. There's two people watching. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's doing it for you too. That's good content. Oh, three. Someone just came in and missed That's the, good content. Oh, Charles just came in oh. and missed it. Oh, yeah. Just a, a chip full. This wasn't a dip in ghost pepper sauce. This was a chip full of goat pepper <laughs> hot sauce. Oh, man. Took one for the team right there. Woo. Okay, are we going to sign off or what? All right. So, <laughs> so, Jamie, what's your final thoughts? My final thoughts are that was... Very hot. Are you even thinking? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Thank you so much for the review. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see Jamie do that again, 
If you want, <laughs> next time he's going to chuck the bottle. <laughs> no, 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 he won't be chugging the bottle. But what, if it's not that, we'll find something else. We, we try to have fun with the five-star reviews. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll move on to Dan because Jamie's just holding on. Dan, what are your final thoughts? Oh, you guys are crazy. That's my final thought. You guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think uh, my final thoughts here are, yeah, it's always good just sharing stories because, one, uh, it's good to catch up with tree buddies, and, two, that's how we share knowledge. With that, I'll say stay safe and keep learning. And send in those five-star reviews. I want to. I want Jamie to take yeah. some more ghost pepper. Nice talking to you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking to you. Have a good night. You too, man.